Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Great to have you with us on such a beautiful day. You can literally come and be with us. That's why, because for the second day in a row, we are out and about in the uh, community, and we are at the T-Mobile store, 3800 Hillsboro Pike. We'd love to have you come by here and visit us. Um, there's lots of stuff going on. They're taking care of people's phones and they're, you know, anything like that, but they're selling people Christmas presents because they got everything in the world that you need here. Uh, a great store, a great friendly and helpful staff. So if you need to do some Christmas shopping, this is the place to come by and take care of that business. Also, uh, 3HL is going to be here today. Blaine and Mickey, we're here today for another hour. They've got daddy's dogs in the parking lot. So Blaine got a hot dog and literally inhaled it. It disappeared. Kirby is eating his hot dog with a knife and fork, which means he's a psychopath. Um, have we got multiple people in here eating a hot dog with a knife and fork. I'm really disappointed in all of you. Okay, we have psychopaths in here eating a hot dog with a knife and fork. I have no idea the people that I'm working with now. Uh, I, had, I had it just in case I needed it, but definitely did not use it. I'm all in. Now my hands are all uh, barbecue-y. They're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. the way that's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. And then I want to lick my hands. <laughs> yeah. Blaine also bought himself a giant Coke and a glass Meanwhile, bottle. we got to hold this mic. Who's holding this mic next? <laughs> Ron. <laughs> it's going to be a little sticky. Make Ron hold it. It's going to be a little sticky. That big rascal. Ron's sticky. always eating. But Kirby, Kirby always wipes them off anyway. How many of those hot dogs do you think Ron Slay could eat? That oh, big no, rascal. That was pretty big, man. I had a, the last little corner that I had because the bread was thick. Yeah, three? You set the over-under at three? I'm, I'm at three. Mm -hmm. All right. Gauntlet yeah. is thrown down. We're probably going to hear from him in a minute. He's always listening. Uh, tons of great and awesome deals from T-Mobile, your hometown network. Again, you can celebrate the holidays. New T-Mobile store, 3,800 Hillsborough Pike is where we are. They'll sell you a hot dog and give you a knife and fork if you are so inclined. Uh, T-Mobile also teaming us, up with us for Toy Field uh, next Tuesday. So uh, that's December 7th, Nissan Stadium, T-Mobile, Planet Fitness, Freedom, Boat Rentals. Uh, you can come by. We'll be there all day. You can bring us. Unwrapped toys for the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels program. If you've got your toy already, you can drop that here today. And you can buy a giant hot dog and eat it with oh. a knife and fork. Yeah. And get some Apple, Samsung uh, from T-Mobile. Whatever you need, they got it. Gadgets, too. I'm a gadget guy. No, you, you, you act like we're getting some breaking news or something. Now, Lucas just told me, I can't see you. I can't see you on your Zoom. That's because oh, I'm having to look he, at things. He, well, open your eyes, Lucas. <laughs> no, Here just, I am, Lucas. Just, just kidding. Okay, Rod Slay has just texted me. He said three easily on a bad day. Oh wow! Well, these hot dogs he are like the size an, of we, a baby's. He needs to do Ron. an eating contest. Yeah, we got to get Slay in an eating contest, man. You He's, know, the, the taller you are, the more you can eat. <laughs> he says, "Big rascal can scarf them." I'm telling you, these hot dogs are like the size of a baby's. Well, forearm. It's the There's bread, no though. The bread is thick now. I was like, "Oh man, yeah." Had to go to my, my extra stretch long bite. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't wear pants with a waistband for like 18 months during the COVID period. Oh, I put on jeans and was like, what is this confining garment that I've placed my body oh, into? Sweatpants, shorts, yeah. same four T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm all, I'm all sweats. <laughs> all sweats all the time. I don't like to be confined. <laughs>
Alan Bell is going to join us in a few minutes. Uh, we'll call our shot at 245. There's a whole bunch of championship games because it's championship uh, weekend. There's a couple of them tonight. Western Kentucky is playing for the Conference USA Championship tonight. Oh. Shout out to the Hilltoppers. Yeah, yeah. And people want to call in. They want to give us their shot. They can call right on in right now. Yeah, yeah that's right. We'll take your uh, calls. We'll take them in the last segment. We'll take them in this segment, 615 737 1045, uh, this is the Friday of the Titans bye week. We had John Glennon on yesterday. We had Luke Worsham on uh, with us earlier today. And what's interesting, Blaine, and you kind of brought this up Monday, Tuesday-ish, there are a lot of fans thinking, oh, everybody will come back from IR. That's not the case at all. No. And when they do start coming back, guys are just kind of trickling off of it. Mm So it's only two guys that can come back. And the the question for a bunch of Titans fans was, because now it's back up to 18 people on IR, for all the guys who could come back, was was it three games or three weeks? It's three games. It's three so games. this week means doesn't I mean, count. It doesn't count as far as you no, know missing a game. Doesn't count for anything. So as you said earlier this week, it's two guys that can come back next Sunday: Julio, which would be huge, and Dane Crookshank. Like that's 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 it. That's the list. For Where this. is Rashawn Evans? We, we, I mean, he he never went on it, and no. he's to miss like four or five weeks. Well, I mean, it's maybe five weeks now. I can't even. Man, I don't even I'm like, man, with David Long out and then now Monty Rice, the sense of urgency has to ratchet it up a little bit. Yeah, you, I think you're going to be good to go. Are you good to go? Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're good to go. How you feeling? Yeah, yeah, man. You've been off five weeks. You should have loaned one of them, this... your, your battery-powered stem machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, think they, I, I, I think they have some better ones now, I'm sure. But uh, that was hilarious when I found that. I was like, oh, my God. And I'm not even going to lie, it was three of them. I, I didn't want to put them all Any on. Any of them still worked? You put one on just for old time's sake? I did not put one on, but I wanted to see if it worked. So it definitely worked. Yeah, I was looking for something else. And I, I, I oh, my. It had me dying laughing. I couldn't believe it, man. You got three of them. You could give one. And then I just kept them after I was rehabbing something. You know, maybe uh, for a strain or something. So got, then I just kept them. You from Waterson. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. You've got to check those back in. Yeah. Oh, Waterson was the best, man. Did yeah, yes, that's what, that's what everybody's saying. They need to hire Waterson. That's what everybody It's the strength and conditioning. Hire Waterson back. Yeah, that's what, that's what they say. That dude he is was a the, legend. Oh, he is a legend. It, I mean, <laughs> that dude is a Titan Oilers legend. He is. There's no doubt about it, man. You name it, he knows something about it. And he got the, the certificates behind him to say so, too, by the way. So he knows uh, something about everything, and I mean a lot. Um. So Julio and Dane Crookshank could technically come back next week off IR. That I mean, Derrick Henry could, but we're taking him out of the equation right now. The guys who aren't dealing with a broken bone, they're trying to come back from surgery. Julio and Dane Crookshank, then that's for Jacksonville. Then the next week it would, would be Bud Dupree for Pittsburgh, and then next it would be AJ for San Francisco. The point you made, though, is right. These were the guys who were inactive or missed Week 12 versus New England. But they're just, let's clarify, only eligible. Doesn't mean that they're healed. Right. But these guys aren't IR. So, technically, they could play when they came back. Jeremy McNichols missed the game. Greg Maven missed the game. David Long missed the game. Rashawn Evans missed the game. Nate Davis, uh, Ola Adani, and Tier Tart. Here's another hey. guy. Harold Landry played, but Mike Grable basically said earlier this week, hey, man, he just gave it everything he had. He, I think he played a season. Yeah, he played lowest snap total of the season. Against they, New England? Yeah, they – because we're always like, yeah, he's on a pitch count. Ha, ha, ha. He actually was on a pitch count. He only played 41 snaps. Usually he plays all of them. Well, yeah, that, but, but, that, but it was because he was injured, not yeah. because, I mean, when you're referencing, 
he's on a pitch count there he wasn't before right when they were saying oh he was gonna watch his numbers of snaps well it wasn't yeah, <laughs> no, well numbers. when there's an injury now that's a totally different story and they had to play him just because yeah, they, they didn't had, have they any had bodies. bodies yeah How and you saw that? he's the difference in getting pressure by the way because they had none on pass rush most of the day versus new england it, it perturbed me because all i kept thinking about as a db like how long do you think i'm a guard this dude and they weren't doing a good job of that <laughs> but he was I mean, come on, man. A rookie quarterback was just, man, that guy's good, man. Mac Jones, man. Peace. Yeah, they got to have a whole bunch of Fultons running around somewhere, man. They got to find those guys, get some guys healthy. They'll work with him on the offseason or something. Well, the interesting thing is just the name of some of the guys that were like, boy, if only if only they could got, you know, if only they could get that guy back, like Greg Maven, who came off the street and was starting. And playing pretty well. Yeah, he's playing solid. Yeah. I give him solid. Uh, I really am interested to see him in his long speed because he's got some length to him. I think I don't remember what happened. I mean, he was running on the go and just kept running through the end zone and just said, uh, "Yep, yep." So I don't know what that means. What it, you know, we're always guessing on injuries. So I just, uh, I have no idea. They do a great job of, uh, you know, not telling you what the injuries are. So for competitive reasons. So yeah, they need him back. I mean, man, to me, a guy like that, this is your opportunity, man. Come on. You got to get right. Let's go. You trying to get a contract somewhere? Maybe with the Titans after this season. Absolutely. Huh. I'm not. You know. You know me. I I, I get irritated with all these muscle injuries. <laughs> I do. I did no. Mm-mm. It to me, and it's all on players. And, and it, you know, accidents happen. I get it. But man, when this is all of this, no. Mm-mm. Something's going on here. Our guy, Brett, who is sitting in for Lucas, tells us we've got two phone calls. We're up against the break. Here's what. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll go to the phones. We'll take both your phone calls, 615-737-1045. Then we'll bring in Alan Bell. Catch up on all the latest with him, Alan Bell, from CBS Sportsline. So phones next, then Alan Bell, Friday edition of Blaine and Mickey Live from T-Mobile in beautiful Green Hills. We'll be right back. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hopefully everybody's having a great Friday. We are. We're at uh, T-Mobile, 3800 Hillsboro Road, across from the right across from the Green Hills Mall, right across. Literally, I can see the Carabas sign. If that kind of puts your orientation in place. They used to sell burritos in this place, but uh, the burritos moved on. Now you get the great T-Mobile service and products here. You definitely want to get those. Alan Bell's going to join us in a few minutes, but we asked for phone calls, and uh, we love it. It's been the best week for phone calls I think yeah, we've ever yeah. had. And people keep calling in with great stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. We got Chuck, and then we got Rick. Let's get uh, Chuck in Clarksville. Chuck Diesel. Chuck D. Let's get him in <laughs> from Clarksville. Hey. Chuck, what's going on? What's going on, Chuck? Hey, guys. How are you today? Hey, we're great. doing awesome, man. We're talking to you, man. What you talking about? We're having fun. Hey, listen, uh, what uh, what's the deal with all the injured players? We have a safe house somewhere that Brable has gotten from the CIA or somewhere that we keep all of our players, and they sign these like Trump organization NDAs or something that they can't talk about anything. I mean, it seems like we've got uh, ex U.S. marshals or FBI guys that that monitor everything going on, so that none of these players ever divulge anything about what's going on with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most secretive organization I've seen 
since uh, uh, one of the black site deals. Uh, well, Chuck, I don't know about that. I mean, it, it's pretty typical not to talk about injuries. That's why it's a big deal. Like when A.J. Brown last year put on his own social media that he was getting, you know, his, his knees cleaned out or whatever. People were like, oh, it, no one would have But known. he wasn't missing any games, though. No, he still so, play, he played through. Right. Well, so there was no information out there why people were curious why he wasn't playing. Sure. So I, I, I would say more so, uh, yeah, some of the guys, uh, I think they're more open to having conversation about what other ones, I, I think that is kind of weekly or daily. They don't want to have too much conversation. That's kind of, you know, normal around the league. I think, you know, the Titans, maybe it's more variable, is more uh, protective of his players for, you know, being a former player. Hockey might be the craziest sport, though, because that's just, say, upper body or lower body. You know, you get your tooth knocked out or concussion, it's upper body. I think the Titans, I mean, the Titans, the NFL should do that, but they don't want to feel like they're copying it. hockey. I think they should do that because that's about as secretive it is, is it already. Upper body. Well, that could be your head, neck. It could be your ear, nose. It could be anything. Elbow. But you shoulder, know, they don't support. Back. They don't support gambling, but they tell everybody exactly who's injured and how much and if they're going to play or not. Right. Well, <laughs> well, they really support gambling now. They, they well, just, they're in they, bed with it. Yeah, they're in bed with it now. <laughs> they, they, they threw that out the window when they start putting that money out there and how much they can make. Isn't that like, funny? Oh man, but who was it? It was the play. Was it Drew Brees? Who was the quarterback? That was trying to uh, advertise or something. And that's like literally two years ago. Oh, man. it was. It, yeah, I want to say it was Drew Brees. And I'm almost positive. Yeah, they it wouldn't let him do it. And I, I think they might have uh, reprimanded him to a certain extent, maybe. Like, fine. <laughs> now, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. let them advertise. Uh, we got Rick in Hendersonville up next. Uh, Rick, thanks for calling Blaine and Mickey on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Hey, Blaine, I am so excited that you brought up Steve Watterson. Mm-hmm. I have called, I think, every sports talk show for the past three months wanting to know what actually happened there. Watterson has been with the Titans since they were the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved it. I have never seen this many soft tissue injuries in the uh, history of the Titans. Yeah. And from what I had heard, and it's like Worsham said, oh, this is Vrabel's uh, training staff. He has the utmost confidence in them. They've been with him for four years. Yeah, what happened to Watterson? I had heard there was a difference of opinions. In Blaine, if anybody knows, you would. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't get uh, any information, I guess, uh, or inside information. I try to stay close to the vest so I can give my own opinion. I would just say, uh, you know, Vrabel, just like most coaches, want to bring in his guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, Watterson's no exception uh, to the rule, whether, you know, training staff to, you know, none of the guys are there that were there when I was there. So it's always, you know, at certain point, time for changeover. But we have consistent uh, see at the training staff and strength and conditioning. That's always a really good thing. But they've been there for four years. So uh, this is kind of an abnormal year. Uh, so I'm sure some of it's on the players. Uh, they have to take ownership in that as well as uh, – you know, making sure the strength and conditioning are, are, you know, making sure that they're doing the right things. I'm sure they do even weekly now that they've had all these injuries about what are they doing that is helping or hurting 
this whole situation with all the injuries because that's what you have to do. That's what good organizations do. Uh, not to point the finger at anybody uh, because at the end of the day, you're all trying to go in the same direction and you're, you're trying to win and trying to make sure these guys are available because ultimately this is their career and this is how they're going to make money. And, you know, <laughs> you only have one shot at this thing. So, you, you know, it, it's not like they don't want Julio out there, but, hey, man, what, what are we doing? Is it just a more personal deal with him and then all the other situations? So I'm sure all of them, their own individual cases. Uh, but, you know, hey, I, I love Watterson and, and all of the, you know, training staff guys that they've had over the years. But uh, Watterson, man, he was the best. You know, so that's all I really knew. And it's, it, it, I learned a lot, too, by the way. I was one of those guys that learned and tried to figure out what I can do to make myself better, and he helped me with that process. And that's, I mean, to have a resource like that had to be a great thing. If you're trying to get better in that, in whatever way he can help you, and he's like, uh, I, I can help you. I can help you get yeah, better. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you just go look at his name. He's got all these degrees and certificates, I mean, at high levels. Uh, so he, he knows the body pretty much up and down. Yeah, so that, you know, it's a sense of security, but, you know, every, you know, every organization goes through change. Uh, now we're talking about, you know, four years in. So what, what has the training staff done differently the three years previous? Well, they didn't have this issue. Right. So it's not the training staff. It's a culmination of a lot of things. And at the end of the day, the players need to make sure that they're taking care of their bodies. Uh, so they don't know what they're doing when they leave the training staff. They don't know when they leave the facility. I have no idea. So uh, I would say more so on the players than the actual strength and conditioning and training staff, for sure. All they do is treat the injuries and try to prevent the injuries. But at the end of the day, it's your body. You're not available. Guess what? You're going to be sitting at home on that couch. And that, that, <laughs> no checks come in in the NFL when you're sitting at the couch and, and not on the team. <laughs> it's not like, you know, NHL or Major League Baseball or the NBA. They getting paid regardless. There's no can do in the NFL. Availability means you get paid. And that's, <clears throat> we've talked about this before. Think about all the amazing players who came through the league who couldn't stay available. Ooh. And and then dudes you've never heard of from schools you've never heard of, and they play 10 years because that, that dude can play every week. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, you're in a contract this year, but I'm talking about if you're, you know, you get cut because you keep being unavailable. Sure. And you're not getting a check. I don't care what your contract said. So, yeah, this, you know, and they're still winning. That's why I tipped the cap to, to Vrabel and the staff. And, and even JR, to a certain extent, bringing these guys in who were sitting on the couch or were on the practice squad, and they still keep them in tune. They're smart football players that are just waiting to, you know, waiting for their turn and their chance. And they're, they're holding up they're solid. So some of these guys, yeah, some of these guys yeah. are going to be in the league next year, whether they're on the Titans or not. I mean, Hilliard has some juice that none of the running backs have. Yeah, he. I mean, he's got some vertical speed, and he hits the hole faster than any of those guys. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's going to be somewhere. Because man, you can see that he's got, he's a squirt now. Boom, and then uh oh, then it's too late. Now you got to figure out how you're going to catch him. It's hard to catch Allen Bell, but I think we just did it. He's uh, on the phone <laughs> with us now at Allen Bell two four seven. CBS Sportsline. Alan, we haven't even talked about this today, but I wanted to bring you in with this question. Have you thought about just doing every one of your radio appearances, no matter where you call in, in an accent that you feel like matches the accent of the people that you're talking to, 
like your man Brian Kelly did at the LSU basketball oh. game last night, which is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was horrible. My fire man. I mean, oh, happened to be him. Oh, man. What's the odds he's going to get fired literally in the next three years? <laughs> my favorite part, right, first off, man, it's good to talk to you guys. I miss you all so much. Yeah, um, I, it was hilarious. Yeah, man, it was hilarious because it was like, Everybody was talking about like the different Southern accent. Like people were like, like from Foghorn uh, Leghorn, you know what oh. I mean? To like just, bo- yeah, from like to like Boom Howard, King of the Hill. Like I can't believe my man in one day picked up the Southern accent like that. It was uh, that that was that was too funny. Oh man, no, wait, that shows. I hope it's not true that he's more of a salesman than an exes and O's guy because he's gonna run into some serious <laughs> trouble there in Louisiana. He's gonna be like, "Hey, Gumbo, what is that?" Oh. Head too I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, you know, of that thing. Yeah. Uh, like I was laughing. I was like, he's gonna like, you know, uh, like uh, a mom of a recruit's gonna like feed him gumbo, you know, and he's gonna be like, hey, uh, these are great hot dogs in here, you know, and people just kick him out of the room like, you're done, man. <laughs> I just think he's gonna be like, uh, do you have a restroom, ma'am? <laughs> oh, oh Alan Bell, our man here with us. All right, of all oh, of man. all the coaching things that have happened so far, of Lincoln Riley or or, or or Kelly going to LSU. If you go to Vegas, which one of those has been the biggest surprise to Vegas as far as which one of those guys got a job and where? Napier, too. Yeah, Napier. To yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a great question because it was, it was Lincoln Riley, right? Because we didn't really expect it, but you started kind of hearing things that maybe he was interested in Florida, and it kind of sat there for, you know, about 72 hours, all right? Brian Kelly came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Like, no one leaves Notre Dame. I think this is the first time anyone's ever left Notre Dame for another job, right? So, Lincoln Riley definitely got the initial surge, but Brian Kelly's going to be the focus. Because, like you just said, and Blaine, like you were talking about, like, this is a culture, maybe a misfit, who knows. But the only thing about it is this, is you look at Brian Kelly at Cincinnati and Notre Dame, not only has he been successful, He's their winningest coaches of all time. Like, whatever he does, it works. Like, I've got to give him credit on that. I'm not saying for titles, but my man stacks up wins, so I'm fascinated to see it. I I can't wait to see how this goes down. I declare Alan Bell is our guest from Sportsline on (laughs) Bleeding Bay. That was so good. Oh my, that was that was absolutely horrible, and I'm I'm so disappointed in him. But anyway, we're over to Alan Bell, man. Alan, man, what do you think about the you know, Marcus uh, Freeman deal? Because I don't even know if they interviewed a lot of candidates, and did they rush the decision? Not to say that he's not qualified, but because they may think it's going to hurt them, uh, you know, for a bowl bid, not knowing how it's all going to play out, uh, you know, or a Final Four uh, playoff bid uh, with uh, them being on a bye, not playing. Yeah. So let me say this. I thought it was brilliant, and I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. I always, always, and Blaine, you know this better than anybody in the world, in a locker room, like, I'm all for let's push who everybody rallies around. And you can mm-hmm. see it with Notre Dame. Look, how many assistants left in join Brian Kelly? None. None mm-hmm. of them, right? Because everybody loves Freeman up there, right? So I think that you're going to get the players rallying around him. He's already one of the best recruiters in the country, all right? And you've kept intact the entire coaching staff. So if it doesn't work out 
it doesn't work out and you're Notre Dame and you could go out the next cycle and go get whoever you want because you're Notre Dame. But I will always rally around guys that everyone in the locker room loves. So I thought it was a brilliant hire. I, I, I would have absolutely done the same. It was a smart move. Well, who is your brilliant uh, front runners for the final four? What's Vegas saying? And then what is my man, the real AB saying? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get, you know, you, you, you're going to get Georgia. You're going to get Cincinnati that are up there. Okay. Now, the question is, how much craziness do we get tomorrow? Okay. Does Alabama crazy. beat Georgia? Yeah. And like, not that that would take Georgia out of it. But now Alabama's in the equation, right? What happens? Does Cincinnati lose to Houston? What do we do with Michigan, right? Like, I think that that's where we're at. So, man, it, it, it's difficult to project. But to be quite honest with you, I think we're going to go pretty chalk here. I think what we think is going to happen and the favorites out there tomorrow, like, that's who we're going to get. I, I don't think that we really get any upsets. Oh, man, so you think the Final Four is then it's going to be – uh, Georgia, Michigan, Cincy, and Man. who? Man, it's tough. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's tough, man. Like it's. Are it's you going so to Oklahoma State? Cincy yeah. loses to no, H-M? Notre Dame with the, the uh, Notre Dame think, coach. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think that Oklahoma State loses either, right? Against Baylor, like mm. okay, if I've got to do it, I'm going to go Georgia. Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma State. Give me those four. I'll roll with those four. Whoa. Okay, well, I'm about to ask you this question. Here's, it, it doesn't matter about the record. Oklahoma State and Cincinnati both can beat Alabama. <laughs> if there were some odds, you know Vegas yeah. better than anybody, A.B. Yeah. Uh, so, would Vegas okay, have Alabama favorite over them? <laughs> they would. They would. It would be. It would be two and a half Alabama in probably both games. Yeah. They would have Alabama in favor. I think, and this is kind of what I'm thinking with this, with the, uh, the, the committee, I think that there's going to be Alabama fatigue because they're so good every year and they're always there that if they lose to Georgia, like it gives them a, the excuse to get them out, right? Like just for this year to get them out. If Cincinnati loses, though, Anything is on the board. Anything. But if Cincinnati wins, they're going to be in. If Alabama loses, they will be out. So Alabama might be a better team than those two. But if they lose to Georgia, they're, they're not going to put them in. Mm. Well, with uh, Alan Bale, the best in the business at Vegas. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I saw your tweet, Alan, uh, about the Titans. You th- because people are saying, you know, gosh, can they still get the number one seed in the AFC? And you laid out a scenario which like, just worry about winning the South and getting the playoffs. Try to buy yourself essentially a second bye week, a rest game in week 18. Is that the scenario you laid out? Oh, yeah, I would love that. Like, if I were a player, a coach, anybody, you know, around the Titans, and Blaine, I'd love to hear your opinion on it, you know, being a former player. Like, yeah, the number one seed in the playoffs is always good, but – this year, I don't think that home field advantage necessarily matters all that terribly much. Like, I would more focus on getting this team healthy because I think that they can win against anyone, anywhere, at any time if they're healthy. So if they can secure the AFC South, get to Week 18 against Houston where the game doesn't matter, and you can essentially manufacture yourself another bye week, 
I think that that would go far for this team. So, yeah, and, you know, the number one seed, it works itself out. If you win the games, hey, it's going to happen. But I would focus on just winning the ASC South and earning yourself another bye so that this team walks right into the playoffs healthy, fresh, ready to go. Hey, did you have the Grizzlies uh, by 72 and a half last night? Did you take that one? <laughs> I, yeah, I had a minus 73 and a half loss. Oh. Like, no. no, how crazy is that? But my favorite part, at the end of that game, there's two minutes left. They're up by $6 trillion, And you've got Grizzlies fans going, defense, like chanting in the stands. It was hilarious. It was a really funny move on their part. And that's one of those things. How many people just on a given day would have put anything on that particular game, especially with no job? I mean, I guess some sharps might have thought, gosh, no job, Morant. You know, let's make a little money off of uh, the Thunder, who had been on the downslide. But, you know, maybe they could get Memphis. Man, Memphis is what three and zero without John Morant, and, and literally just set an NBA record. It's crazy, right? Like, and I'll tell you my luck. All right, so like, I'm sure everybody has it. Like your group text with your buddies, and you know everybody that you talk to. Like in mine, I would have been sending it and like telling my buddy Randall, like, "Hey, bet on the Thunder. They're going to cover, no problem. Lock of the century." And then I would never live it down. Like, I want to know all those stories of everybody today that's just getting roasted in group text that were saying, yeah, Oklahoma City, they're going to cover. No worries about it whatsoever. Nah, I'm sure you'll probably get those because you always have the greatest tweets <laughs> ever. Alan, at Alan Bell 24-7, CBS Sportsline. That's where you can find him. No doubt about it. Well, let's get into the NFL. Which game, I guess, I'm looking at the, the Bills versus the Pats, man. Who's favored in this one? Because who you betting on? Because I, I really like this game. I think, uh, man, who comes out of this has a great shot. Even steal the Bills at this point for being a number one seed. Mm. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Look, and we sit right now, the Bills are a three-point favorite over the Patriots at home. But understand this, man. The last four games for the Patriots, okay, have been the exact same formula, all right? They played the Panthers, no Christian McCaffrey, out with an injury. Patriots took care of business. Next game, Browns, no running backs whatsoever for COVID. Patriots take care of business. Falcons, no Cordrell Patterson, no run game. Patriots take care of business. Titans, all the running backs are injured. Come in. Patriots take care of business. Like, it's the exact same formula. And you look at the Buffalo Bills, they have no run game. Now, they either win by 30 or lose by 30, so it's tough to bet with Buffalo. But you look at New England, they are the most balanced team in the NFL right now. And I'll give you a little nugget right here, too. The last four games for the Patriots in the second half, they have outscored opponents 63 to nothing. Mm. Teams haven't scored a point on them in the second half in four straight games. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots plus three. They might lose, but I don't think so, man. Like, this formula has been working for New England. Mm. Well, I'm looking at the Rams. I, man, they got a tough schedule. They've lost three in a row, man. They, they may not. They may slide out of the playoff race. What do you think? Man, you know what, Blaine? It's crazy because, look, you know defense better than anybody. That defense is soft, man. Like, they, <laughs> the team is soft. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the Titans proved it. Like, I think when the Titans went in there and just punched it in the mouth, like, the Rams had nothing for it, right? Like, I, 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 it's hard to bet on them because if you just jump on them early, man, like, they, they, they just don't have, an, they don't have an answer. Uh, so it's just a really confusing team. And then you're looking at them this week with such a large spread. Uh, I, I, I can't do it. Like, I can't lay my money on them. I mean, they, they'll probably win, likely win, should win. But there's just no way that I can lay 13 points with them uh, because I don't trust either side of the ball. Oh, man. Well, one more question. We're on Alabama CBS Sports Line. 
What's going to happen? Got to ask you a baseball question. I know you're all over it. When will the lockout end? Or will it? <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> say this. The lockout will end, yeah, the lockout will end about one day before the season starts. Right? Like, that's how baseball <laughs> What was the last like, lockout? 1990 I, or so? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I can't remember. Like, it, it, was, it was somewhere around there, right? Uh, baseball, uh-huh. man, like, I, they kill me. Like, I don't know what they're <laughs> doing. Like, they could be so much better. And it's just like every time they have an opportunity, like they shoot themselves in both feet, like not just one. They make sure to clip both of them off. It's just craziness <laughs> to me, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine running without your feet. It's a little <laughs> tough, my man. It's a little tough. Major League Baseball leads the uh, free world in self-sabotaging behavior. Nobody does it like them. Alan, you never self-sabotage. You're the best. Always great catching up with you, man. Thanks for the time today, buddy. Happy Friday. Enjoy this weekend of games. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, you. Oh, yeah, you guys as well, man. Michelle, talk to you soon. Alan Thank Bell, you. the absolute best. Uh, he's an unbelievable Twitter follow, at Alan Bell 247. Oh, entertaining. The best. All right, when we come back, time to call our shot. Let's uh, get you on the line, 615-737-1045. There's a bunch of games. There's a lot going on. Time to call our shot, courtesy of Chattanooga Whiskey. We'll do that next. Yeah. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, T-Mobile, 3800 Hillsboro Road, 3HL. Those guys are out in the parking lot getting all ready to come in and do the show. They're doing side straddle hops and chopping wood. They're getting ready, you know, doing all their calisthenics, getting ready to uh, be here today until 6 o'clock. You can see Kirby and Christian. They're both here working for The Zone. You can get a hot dog from uh, Daddy's Dogs, which many people have done, and they look fantastic. You know, you can also bring a toy for our toy field next Tuesday again. Uh, December 7th, all day, Nissan Stadium, T-Mobile, and Planet Fitness and Freedom Boat Rentals helping us out with that. If you want more information about Toy Field, uh, come by, just talk to somebody, or go to 1045thezone.com. It's time now to call our shot. We do this every week, last day of the week, typically on Friday. Brought to you by Chattanooga Whiskey, available at your favorite Nashville retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Uh, I know we've got Christian who's sitting in for Lucas. Christian, we always ask Lucas to call his shot. Are you, uh, not Christian. I'm looking at Christian. Uh, we have Brett back there producing. I'm looking at Christian and thinking of Brett. Brett Bachelor producing today, our uh, lead golf analyst on the zone. Who's the bachelor? I think he is about. He may not be. Uh, so let's hear it. Who is or what is your shot for this week, Brett? We're going to put you on the spot. So two weeks ago, if you remember, the Utah Utes completely boat raced the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. And now they're nice. facing. Yes, at night. Now they're facing off against each other again tonight in the Pac-12 championship, 7 o'clock kick on ABC. I'm going with the upset again. Utah will beat Oregon and win the Pac-12 championship. Ooh, two times in a row? Oh, he's, he's sucking up to Dyson, our, our resident Utah. Oh, youth. man. Dr. Dang. Dyson. I also went to, Utah, I went to Utah over the summer as well and really enjoyed it. So it's kind of, a, oh, kind of an enjoyment. But, but I do think they're a good football team. So Utah over Oregon to win the Pac-12. Wow. Out of left field there. From the beat West them Coast. twice. And like you said, they beat the brakes off of them a couple of weeks ago. And they're not physical. That's what, that's what uh, Dr. Smooth said. And supposedly Crystal Ball, Crystal Ball in, in the mix at Miami. If huh? things don't get, yeah, if things don't they, go they're, right. They're trying with, to hire an ID, with, AD first, right? Yes, but if the okay. AD comes in and wants to clean house, so there's. <laughs> 
That's been some exciting parking jobs uh, here Ooh, in T-Mobile. Some really people have close, just squeezed in. We've, we've gasped a couple of times. Close. I thought somebody was going to hit the building. <laughs> the glass building right there in the front. Like, wow. Uh-oh, there he is. Oh. Dome, dome. Only one hot dog, though. I feel like he's falling oh, down on the job. He said that's an slate. appetizer. That's an appetizer. <laughs> he had a big <laughs> break. Come on, man. He had a big everything. <laughs> and the mayor all the way from Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congrats to uh, his son, Connor, and uh, CPA on a great football season. Yeah, year. no doubt. Oh, he got dessert. He got <laughs> did you get those from those people, or did you just have them in your pocket? No, he, he <laughs> keeps some form of sugar on him or around him all the time. Sugar is always close. I told him Sierra used to work with us, and her dad is, like, uh, in charge of Little Debbie. Remember that? She used to bring these big boxes of Little Debbie stuff oh, that that's you couldn't right. even get that's right. online or anywhere. Yeah. He said Sierra you need the missed. number. Yeah. yeah she just, would. Just, just for the brownies, though. Just for the brownies. <laughs> yeah, Sierra. Shout out to uh, our former coworker, Sierra, whose dad drove around a giant trailer full of Little Debbies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would call my shop that I would eat all of them if they were here, but she's not here. Okay. So, so what got- is your shot? I have gone back and forth all day on Bama or Georgia because I want to call a shot in that game. I mean, the blueprint's there. If you're Derek Mason and you've got one more down of zone in you, or (laughs) just playing some quarters or something, or or if one guy can just fall down Mm -hmm. in bounds, you could have beaten them Auburn. So what in the world can this Georgia defense do then? Can they just completely shut them down? Tell them to shut them down. I, I don't know about shut them down, but I think Georgia's going to win. But I do love drama. I learned this all from the mayor. You want chaos? He loves chaos. So if Alabama wins, guess what? Two SEC teams get in. So I, I like to see that uh, because then you can quiet all the noise. But mm, I think Georgia's just, they just look that good, consistent throughout. And man, when they played UT and I watched them really close, that's. That's how an NFL team would look like against that kind of style offense if it was in the NFL. Guys are just too talented, man. They, they man, that's, yeah, they, they're, they're more talented than, than Alabama. And that, I think this may be the only year I could say that. And, by the way, they got a backup quarterback. If something goes wrong, they could put out there and start slinging it around. Yeah, so, yeah, I got to go Georgia. But my upset, I mean, it's not an upset. It's no actual game. Surprise pick of who's going to win the number one seed in the AFC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, weeks. You got a few weeks for this yeah, to work yeah, out. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot oh, I'm right now. Up a chair. Okay. Yep. What, what we got? The fumbling, bumbling Bengals is going to be the number one seed of the AFC. They can run the football. They can throw the football. They have great pass rushers. They have the recipe to win the number one seed in the AFC. I don't even know where they rank right now. I just watched. Them. I said, Nah, this team. If they look like this, only team. You know, they're naturally the Chiefs and the Bills. But until Henry gets back, the Titans are not there yet. So I think they're going to slide down until they get everything right. And hopefully it times up perfect fifth. Bengals are fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the Titans get it all put together by the end of the season. Everybody gets healthy. But right now they're not there. JB on Twitter says, I'm calling my shot. Baylor and Bama will win. Ooh. He's, going, he's going with the B and B. Baylor and Bama for JB. Appreciate the uh, participation there, JB. Whoa. This is it for Georgia. If you can't win this one, this is your year. Yeah, that, that yep. this, you got to win this. You got yep. an NFL defense. You got two quarterbacks, and you're playing the one that's not going to play in the NFL, winning Ooh. games and scoring a bunch of points with him. 
You haven't given up more than 17 all year. Georgia, you got it's, it's your time. You got to win. Got to go. That music means we got to go. Hey, come by. 3HL is here. Ron is eating his hot dog. The mayor is here. T-Mobile, they'll take great care of you. Bring a toy by. Boy Field coming up next Tuesday. Yeah. Beautiful Friday. Yeah, Kirby shut me off, man. Boom. Oh, man, my picture went away. Gone. Yeah. And it's- in team time, in between time, today is Friday, Kirby. And that means we're about to be, you know what? Gone. <laughs> so, in other words, bye and, and peace. peace.